Today, my guest is Jillian McMichael. She is a master coach, Reiki healer, and meditation teacher with a global client list. Her work has been recognized as innovative, empowering, and she promotes awareness and self-understanding with those she works with beyond what they ever thought possible. She has an energetic drive toward excellence, and in her delivery of leading transformational development, she is passionate about working with the whole person, mind, body, and soul. Having been on her own personal transformational journey, she knows the importance of living life with passion, with potential, and purpose. Welcome to Interspecies Evolution. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight human consciousness and how our self-awareness can lead to our honoring animals as conscious beings as well. We have gathered more than three dozen people with unique experiences and education, inviting them to share their journeys and how their relationships with animals have changed along the way. If you are seeking inspiration on your own journey of awakening or simply want to improve your relationships with animals, we invite you to join us because it is time for interspecies evolution. Here's your host, Jenny Jablonski. Welcome, Jillian, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. You have an amazing body of work and have life experience that is absolutely representative of the message that I'm promoting on this podcast. So I would love for the audience to get to know about you and your journey and how you came to these conclusions and this perspective. Can you talk a little bit about your abilities as a child, your childhood? What did that look like? Was it spiritual? Was it religious? Was it, you know, what was your perspective in life and how, as your perspectives changed, did it affect your family, your friends, a marriage or what have you? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. So let's take you right back. Okay. So, um, picture me as a four-year-old girl being very curious. Um, I would always say that curiosity was something that was very much ingrained. And I used to, we used to have a side garden. So kind of like a a backyard kind of thing that was open. Um, and I could see all the adults going to work to and from work. And I would regularly go out and chat to them and say to them, Hey, where are you going? And what are you doing? And how's your day been? And, you know, I was really, I suppose, really curious and very inquisitive. And, and I think as I, as I grew grew up, um, I started to ask more questions of myself, which was, you know, why am I here? And I remember asking myself that question really in my very, very young years, around maybe five, six, seven, you know, that would be a regular question I would ask myself. And, and as I then grew into my teenage years, I mean, I didn't know what the answer was in those days to, to that question, you know, who am I and what am I here for? But I often remember lying on my bed and reflecting on those questions and, and somehow feeling that perhaps I didn't really fit in and didn't really belong. Um, so I don't think I ever met the the teenage kind of, you know, the cool girls. I don't think I was certainly a cool girl in them days. And, and I think I always struggled with fitting in because from the age of being eight, I got bullied quite severely at school by uh, classmates and, and, and other children. And then that followed me into 
my high school years and then as an adult really um and that has been most probably a, a constant theme of most probably feeling that I never really belonged didn't know really where I fitted in um and then you know progressed and traveled and got myself jobs and worked with people and and I was in human resources and learning development for about 12 years and that took me to my I would say into my early 30s and out of the blue came this advert to say, you know, train to be a, train to be a life coach, you know, and I thought, wow. And it just really resonated with me. Um, I'd been a little bit unhappy. I'd been most probably quite, um, conflicted in my role as a human resources professional for many years. Um, cause I just felt I wasn't doing enough and I wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't ticking the boxes for me, put it that way. I was doing enough, but it wasn't giving me what I, what I needed, I think, in terms of what I felt, why, what I was here for. And then, you know, coaching found me, I suppose, and I fell into coaching and I got trained and I qualified. And then that then led on to really more of an awakening because I'd had my business, my coaching business for seven years. It was very successful. It was the, it was the leading coach training or coach educating um, organization in the UK. Um, We work globally, you know, I suppose I was going places, if that's what you want to call it. Um, And then um, I had this really, um, I suppose, negative experience, I would say, where I think it wasn't, I I now know it wasn't negative. It was the universe leading me to where I wanted to be and should be. Um, But basically I lost everything. Within a 12-month period, my marriage broke down um, and my husband and I decided to get divorced. Um, he wanted to claim the business that I'd created and he went after that financially. Um, the recession hit 2009, 2010, and it was really bad. It was the big kind of um, property crash recession that I think was affecting the world. Um, but the global crisis was about us. But for me, um, people stopped paying and basically the business was spending more than it was earning at the time, like most businesses were. Um, and within a period of that 12 months, I'd lost my marriage. I'd lost my home. Um, I had to go into liquidation. My business was gone. I lost my car. Um, and there was myself and my six-year-old son holding hands and a few suitcases. And um, we had to start over again. So at that point, I think that was my calling or my awakening. And I think for many years, because of most probably my bullying and my experience that I'd had as growing up as an adolescent and the the experiences that I'd had, I think I'd... Um, maybe been a chameleon, I suppose, and played many different roles. But but when I lost everything, I was stripped bare. I didn't have anything to hide behind any anymore. And the roles that I was playing no longer served. And so it was at that point I really started, I would say, my spiritual journey, if that's what you want to call it, um, where I started to really connect with who I am and what I'm here for and why I'm here. Uh, and I really got to know myself. And I, and through that process, I became, I, I, I um, invested in my own energy management and self-care through Reiki and meditation and mindfulness. And I then uh, trained to become an Ayurvedic practitioner and teacher, yoga teacher, restorative yoga teacher, and meditation and mindfulness teacher. And then I became a, a Reiki master um, over those years. And I suppose those 10 years um, since 2010, really, um, that I would say has been most probably one of the most rewarding experiences and learning journeys I've ever been on so far in my life. 
I'm sure there's more to come. But I suppose throughout that process, you know, there's been lots of ups and downs and lots of discovery and lots of um, needing to forgive myself and forgive others, obviously, um, and accept my circumstances, situation and really learn from that. And so I could really learn and grow and and be a, a better version of the person I, I once was to who I am now. When you interviewed me, you asked me, what would be your best advice for someone on a healing journey? Where would one start? <laughs> and my response, obviously, is where my passion lies and what I teach. And I teach about where thoughts come from and self-inquiry and, and how we can go on a road to becoming more aware of how our psyche works. I would like to ask you the same question. Based on all of your experience on your healing journey, mm -hmm. if you had to give someone a suggestion as to where to start and what, what might be most impactful, what would you suggest? Yeah, that's a very good question I asked you and now you're asking me. Um, for me, I would say that the healing journey takes, I think it takes many different approaches and I don't think it's one, one, one road or one route is, is the answer. So for me, first of all, I needed to quiet my mind. I needed to really stop that negative self-talk. Um, I, I needed to go beyond what had happened and to look at the reason why. And to actually treat this as a gift for learning and to see what was the lesson that I needed to learn here, because it was a lesson I needed to learn. Uh, and so I started to me, that's what I started. That's where I started was, OK, instead of blaming and lashing out and being a victim, let's look at how we can flip this on its head. And how can I instead, out of all of this, um, empower myself in many ways or give myself permission to to learn from the experience and to grow from it. So that's where I started. What was, what was the lesson I needed to learn? And what I needed to learn was that I needed to show up as my true self. So because of the things that happened and there was other plenty of other things that happened in my life as well, where I decided to dim my light. So I became passive. I allowed um, others to dictate what I would do and how I would do it. And although I thought I was being confident and, you know, in control, I, I, I wasn't, I was very passive in, in, in up until me losing everything. And I wasn't using my voice. I wasn't using my true gifts and talents. Um, and, and I suppose that was the lesson was to strip me back of everything. So I could, you know, be the person I'm meant to be in this world and to do the work that I'm meant to be doing. And that was a really, um, moment of awakening. It was, it, it was quite difficult because I wasn't quite sure how to manage everything. So, so I started there. Then I started with quiet in the mind because the chitter chatter had to stop. And then after that, um, I worked then through healing, through energy management and Reiki and how to, I suppose, give myself what I needed. And I suppose that journey, which was really to come back home to my true self and that journey that I did over those 10 years allowed me to reconnect with the true me, not the version of me that I was showing to the world, but the real me, the vulnerable, the honest, the authentic me. Um, but also what that brought out in me was the teacher, the healer. Um, and the, and it gave me the opportunity to, to really forgive, 
give myself from my past conditioning and most probably past lives. And I'm still doing that work now. And I think the work that I'm doing now, and so that's why I said it shows up in different ways. It manifests in different ways. And I suppose the work that I've been doing recently is to really um, open my heart and to really allow love to come in. So love for self, love for others. Um, It's always been there, but now I'm doing it at a much deeper level and a much more kind of, um, yeah, a, a, a much, a much, much deeper level. So much so that when I started the healing on this, which was now over a year ago, my heart actually ached every time I worked with that space. My heart was aching and aching and aching. And, and I knew I needed to mend my broken heart. And so that's what I've been doing recently. Now, you recently shared that you went through a program at the Chopra Institute. Is that yes. what you're discussing? Would you like to share a bit about yeah, it? Yes. So I started my journey. So I, I've been trained by Chopra um, in, in many different guises now over the years. And I first embarked. So it's funny how these, well, nothing's funny. It's 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 synchronicity in, 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 in so many things, as you know. Um, before I started and when I was going through that first phase of my healing journey. I got quite sick. Um, I was, um, I'd had a chest infection and I was really poorly and I couldn't, um, I had a, a basically an adult asthma attack and I didn't have asthma. Um, but because of all the, the pain and the pressure and everything that had been happening, um, that I was going through, um, my body just was like shut down. I used to keep passing out and I couldn't understand why I was passing out and so much going on. So I went to see, um, a specialist and after doing so many tests and things like that and a load of steroids and all a range of other things. He said to me, you know, have you thought about meditation? So I said, um, I've been kind of thinking about it, but not really. He said, well, you know, here's, here's a book. And he gave me a book. And at the same instance, I was also unable to lose weight. And I put on a lot of weight through inflammation of all the stress and everything else that had been going into on my body at the time. So I, I put on a good few, a good few, we call it stones. So, so I don't know, maybe, you know, um, three stone I needed to lose in weight. And, um, and I've been to a nutritionist and he said, you know, you're carrying too much cortisol in your body. There's too much adrenaline running through. That's what the inflammation's about. So you could diet, you could gym, exercise every day, but nothing, you would not lose weight. You need to sort out your emotions. Have you tried to meditate? So that was two in two weeks. And then the next day, my inbox opened up, as you know, and there was Deepak Chopra. Why don't you learn to meditate? So I thought, oh, okay, here's the sign. <laughs> I'll take this opportunity. And so I trained with Chopra and his organization. And that was amazing because that was the first kind of ex- experience I'd had of real um, Vedic kind of approaches. So um, Eastern philosophies of, uh, really before. And then that moved then into my Reiki teaching and Reiki healing. And, and then I moved into Ayurvedic practices. So I'm now an Ayurvedic teacher and perfect health teacher. And I think, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning of that kind of sense of really connecting the mind, the body and the spirit, the soul at that most kind of real integrated resonance. Um, and, and, and I found that doing the work with Chopra in particular, that has really led me to that path and that realization that that work is so important to do. Uh, and, and those tools, techniques, skills, everything that I apply to my life now, I now help my clients do the same for themselves too. That's wonderful. So there's been a, a significant shift in the number of services that you can offer your clients. Yeah. 
And it, yes. it, I can imagine that that would affect one's life in many uh, unexpected ways. Now, you do work with a wide variety of people, you know, corporate executives and housewives, right? Yep, absolutely. Can, can you share some of the similarities to yep. a journey? that you might take someone on comparing someone who works in, you know, corporate America, high level stress, 16 hours a day, maybe six, seven days a week and a housewife who high levels of stress, 16 hours a day, (laughs) seven days a week. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because although we might assume that those two people in those kind of roles are very, very different, I actually think they're very the same as you've said, you know, Uh, and I think where I always start is, is I like to take work with my clients in a very transformational way. And we look at the whole person, we look at the mind, we look at the body, we look at the spirit, we look at all aspects. Um, we look at the, you know, um, so we start with, well, I suppose in essence, I start with really four quick, four things that we focus in. And mainly we start off with the question is, is who am I? So who are you? We then focus with what do you want? And then we focus with what's your purpose? And then we finish off with what are you grateful for? And we work through those stages at different stages through a journey, as you would. But we also take into consideration their their energy in terms of the output of energy, where they're being drained, how they can manage their energy better. Um, We look at um, lifestyle um, approaches to wellness and self-care. We look at radical healing um, through um, really kind of healing um, Small T, but maybe sometimes big T trauma, depending on what that's been. Um, obviously, I'm not a psychologist, but I can do, I can take it so far to support them in those areas. Um, and we look at breaking down really the barriers to their, you know, to what's stopping them from being successful. And every time we do that, it is all about the narrative. It is about the conditioning. It is the labels and it's the roles that people are playing. And so we always start breaking down those and looking at how important those roles and labels are. And actually what we realize is that those roles and labels are are kind of insignificant in many ways. Um, And so the idea very much is by the end of that journey, um, in in essence, I suppose what my purpose is, is to help others walk back. I, I help others by walking them back home to their true selves and so that they can really show up and shine. I think it's really important that um, we, I support those people, whether they're a leader, an executive, or whether they're a housewife, as you said, to really understand how they can illuminate their own world by showing up in it fully, to having true agency over their lives through healing and through using coaching as a mechanism and, and that kind of catalyst for that transformational change. And so then it would stand to reason that both individuals that we're talking about would have a better relationship with their self, a kinder, gentler perspective and, and increasing the self-care that they. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I think, I think the one thing I would say is that I would like to think that my clients can, um, learn to become their, to, to befriend themselves, to, to be compassionate, to be kind, to have a deeper sense of awareness and understanding, um, to, to, to get to, to know themselves in a way that perhaps they've, they've either forgotten about. And in a sense, what we're trying to do, and it's very similar to what you would do with any journey of self-discovery or any journey through, even through meditation, for example, is, is to, to return back home to your essential nature to who you really are. 
And I think that's what I'm trying to do through the work that I do. Now, obviously, everybody's journey is different and everybody will have different experiences through that journey. But my job is to create that safe space where people can do the inner work and can really get to know themselves. But also beyond that is create strategies for for ongoing success and and sustain and really focusing on sustained change so that we don't go back into old habits when we have a wobble or we get derailed. I'm hoping that by the time we finish our journey with the clients I work with, that they're equipped so that they know how to continue to move forward, even if they do get derailed or have that wobble. I'm sure you noticed while you were speaking and explaining your work brought a tear to my eye. (laughs) And as you were explaining your program, I thought to myself, can you imagine what it might have been like to have met her at the beginning of your journey? Because my journey was so disjointed. I, and back then there weren't people really that embraced multiple modalities or had a a broader perspective. It was more yoga teacher, hypnotherapist, pranayama, you know, breathing expert or, you know, past life regressionist or intuitive energy worker who just wanted to take stuff out of you and call it healing, which it was not obviously. And that's my message, right? And so many times I laid on the floor or the yoga mat or what have you, and somebody would say, breathe in for four. And and I would have a panic attack. I couldn't breathe in for four. Someone couldn't tell me to hold my breath. Anyone trying to control me because I had been so abused as a child just invoked such panic and fight or flight in me. I wanted to run out screaming, (laughs) but people only knew what they knew. They were trained to do a specific thing. It was very protocol based. And so what you're offering is a broader perspective of what people are experiencing. And because you have gone on this journey and you have been through the highs and the lows of life You have the humility and have taken the time to do the self-care and and guide yourself and with the guidance of others on a broad spectrum journey that helps you to understand what other people are going through. And the world needs more of that. Thank you. And I, I would agree with that. I think that I could not do this work if I have not been through it myself. And I think that, you know, and I'm sure you're the same as well. You, you, for me, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I've needed to embody it. I've needed to experience it. And then I embody it. And then once I've embodied it, I can then figure out how then I can either teach it or coach it or heal it. You know, it, it it's, it's that kind of way. And you're right. I think, I think when I look back all them years ago, you know, there was, there was the therapist, there was, like you said, there was the yoga, there was this, there was the other, there was nothing integrated. And actually I love being able to have that integrated, those integrated modalities because you never know what you're going to get. Every client is very different and every starting point is different. And I think if you can have a sweet, a really well-rounded whole person approach, then, you know, you can really genuinely serve in the way that's required. Absolutely. Well, Jillian, thank you so very much for agreeing to come on the podcast today. As you know, the podcast is all about promoting self-awareness and self-responsibility 
And you do that as well. And really, truly, you are a perfect example, if there is a perfect example of what I am trying to communicate to others. And it's not that I'm trying to suggest or even you are trying to suggest that there's an absolute one best, one right way, because there certainly are not. Mm -hmm. But one thing that can be said for your perspective and for those who do take an integrative approach is that the compassion is always there. Yeah. The, the life experience behind these types of modalities, because you can go on a website and I won't use the name. You can go on certain websites and you can download 20 different educational classes in, you know, whether it be neurolinguistic programming, hypnotherapy, energy work, animal communication, past life regression, you name it. And you can take all those classes and you can have a certificate in all those classes, but you don't come away with life experience. You don't come away embodying the essence of the work. And you certainly represent that. And I'm so grateful to know you. I appreciate you very much. Is there anything in closing that you would like to share? I will definitely have all of your information in the podcast notes, but anything in closing? No, I would just say for your listeners that if they're, as you know, if they're embarking on any journey like this, I would say, please give yourself kindness and patience, be compassionate to yourself and don't be afraid of doing the hard work because there's so much on the other side of that hard work that will just blow your mind and just take, you know, it's just so rewarding. So don't be afraid of the hard work if you're embarking on a journey and just enjoy the ride because there's lots to learn along the way that can, even though it might be hard at times, it can also be lots of fun as well. I invite the listeners to return again next week for another conversation with me because now is the time for interspecies evolution. The information provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical, psychiatric, or veterinary advice. Our conversations are based on our life's experiences. We intend this podcast to be complimentary and supportive. It is not intended to be a substitute for traditional medical, psychiatric, or veterinary care. If you need a doctor, a psychiatrist, or a veterinarian, please contact one immediately.